making a purchase today? I I mean, perhaps. Uh, could you show me what you put available? Oh, I suppose. Very special writing implement oh, here. That is that is quite a special writing implement right yeah, there. Yeah, right. Why do you want to take it to my whole hold it yourself? Oh, do oh, you think? Oh wow! Yeah. Um, it's. It's very, very cold. Oh, yes, chilled to exactly minus 22 degrees Celsius. Uh, that's not usually a writing implement temperature I am accustomed to. No, no. Uh, it's, it's also a bit of a strange uh, shape. Yes, yes, well, I realise that uh, circular, perhaps not the uh, usual shape for a pen of this kind, but uh, it is a very, very special writing implement. I mean, I, I certainly can't deny it's a special one. Indeed, I mean, this is the one and only cold O-Pen. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and have a bit of a catch up and talk about what we've been consuming media-wise. And I'm still not used to um the 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 full surname in the opening because I'm like mm, hundred a uh, uh, couple of hundred episodes hard routine to break. Hundred and eighty-three episodes. Indeed, my brain is very set in its ways. It's like yeah, but here's the rhythm of how we do the thing. This is the rhythm of our names. Like I I know that both of our surnames are Magna Dale now, but you you put Magna Dale on mine and I suddenly panic and go ah! what, the, what the fuck's your surname. <laughs> Wait, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who, the, who the fuck are you? You're uh, my wife. You, you are my wife. I know you from wife. Yeah. But apparently when the structure room routine changes, I I don't know who you are anymore. Collapse. Yeah. Collapse of thunder. What, what have you played this week? What have I played this week? Yeah. Well, I have played an awful lot of uh, Suburbia Collector's Edition. Ooh, tell me about that. I can't remember if we talked about it last week. It is a hex-based tile-laying game. We talked a little bit about it, I think. It is a hex-based tile-laying game where you are basically trying to um, build a, a city that will be productive and, and grant you reputation and income and, and a huge population. Mm. And you are basically trying to win the game by having the highest population yeah. at the end of the the things. You take turns purchasing from the market and uh, there is this cool tower stack that you have to build at the beginning out of some A tiles and some B tiles and some C tiles all very specially arranged and it's just a, a really fun engine building type game yeah. um, I have played quite a lot of it now Yeah, you're away at the weekend, I think I played like three solo games I mm. uh, played a solo game last night before I started editing Yeah, um, I played a few like last week uh during the week, and I will probably be streaming it on Thursday. Yeah, because you've got your cool new little yeah. setup now for filming yeah. board game streams. You made good use of some of that Patreon money to just yeah. plough it into more equipment. Thank that you very much that is often the way these things go. Well, I mean, that's the point. They're yeah. helping me make more content. Plough plow the, the money into making more things. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm um, hoping to do a nice stream of that uh, with, with a good overhead camera now. And um, yeah, and and hopefully less tripping over fucking wires than the last time I tried to stream a board game. Hopefully so. Fingers crossed. Mm. We shall see. Um, yeah, I'm very very excited to play more of that. Very excited to play it with you because so yeah. far I've only played solo. 
Indeed, we've had a busy couple of weeks of schedule all over the fucking we shop. We have, and you've been extra social recently as well. I've been, I've been doing social stuff. Impressive. Yeah, I'm very impressed. I've, I've had, I've had the brain stuff to be like, oh hey, I can get over the hurdle of having to start doing something. I, I'm going to do all the things. I'm just hoping that going out dancing will be what sort of boosts that back into me again. I hope so. Because I'll be, I'll be honest, I feel like I've lost a lot of my social skills over the last two years. I'm hoping a big room full of colourful dressed people you can have a wiggle with will help. Mm-hmm. Hopefully yeah. none of them are going to kiss. I would hope so. I hope so too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Suburbia. Um, I've now played with some of the expansions. I played with the Suburbia Ink expansion, which adds border tiles, which are long zigzaggy things. You can just go, that is the edge of my, my, my city now. Mm-hmm. And they will have like big bonuses, but they can be very expensive. And they can also have some negative side, potentially. Like there's a one of the tiles is like a nuclear waste dump. Mm. And literally anything you put it next to, it's very, very bad. But it, it, it does give you like quite a lot of income. Okay, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's cheap, and you will get a huge amount of money out of it, but, but if you put yeah. anything near it... Yeah, can you find a place for it that isn't going to fuck up everything else you're doing? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I also played with the Nightlife expansion, which is fun, because you've got like werewolves in there, and yeah. um, board game night organisation. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 really funny. It's beautiful components. Yeah. Um, the The... The player boards are technically triple layered. Ooh. So you have, uh, basically you can play with the player boards either way up. Yeah. One way up, you can play sort of laying tiles from top down towards you. Ah. The other way up, you can play going away from but you. on both sides, it essentially is a double layer board. Exactly. Oh, that's nice. Yes, so you have both options. You still have the double layer board. Ooh. Um, oh. One thing that I think was a slightly weird choice... Um, rather than just going, here is a round thing and here is a square thing and they go in the round and square holes, yeah. they have like little like protrusions on the bottom that are also oh. slightly smaller circle and slightly smaller square. And it feels like it would have just sat better in that hole if it had just been square slightly square. smaller. Yeah, it, it was just slightly yeah. smaller and the whole thing fitted in that hole. Uh-huh. It felt like an odd choice, but regardless, um, it's a beautiful game. It's got like... Uh, proper game trays you know like wingspan yes has those really fancy trays with the like yeah you can use this for for putting the the selection everything's got its nice places things live everything has its nice places um i'm not a huge fan of game trays partly because those friends of ours that play wingspan a lot have uh, they they play wingspan like they there was a point when they were playing it two or three times a day especially during the pandemic and uh, like their game trays are starting to fall apart. Yeah. Um. So that that like that I fear is going to be the thing with with this as well. So for well, now, I'm just being very careful yeah. with them, and and they look lovely. We'll but also, there is goes. a potential at some point in future just being like, uh oh, that's less than ideal. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you played? Uh, I played through... Uh, I've nearly finished playing through, and by the time that this goes up, I probably will have finished uh, Deltarune Chapter 2. Oh, did you know a thing about Deltarune? Oh, what about Deltarune? Uh, huh? I, yeah, I I'll, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, Deltarune Chapter 2. Wonderful. Fantastic. Um, Longer than the first chapter of Deltarune. I can't believe there's this much video game completely for free. For free. Mm. There's... Like, 
I think I've put like eight hours into chapter two. Um, on top of the like four or five I put into chapter one, that's like thirteen hours of game I've had for free, and it's been real good. How long was Undertale? Uh, I don't remember. Let's do a quick how long to beat. Do, 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 uh, about six and a half hours to do main story, maybe ten hours to do, like, all play styles. Rather. Um, so yeah, we haven't even reached the bit they're going to charge money for, and I think it's already longer than Undertale. Wow. Um, and... I am having a lot of fun with it. Um, I really like a lot of the quality of life changes they've been making. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be very, very spoiler-free here, but um, there's things like the ability to have storage so that if you try and pick up an item and don't have space for it, it just goes to a box you can get later. Um, there's a lot of little tweaks to how the combat works that give it a bit more depth. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that rather than just being an on-off toggle of yes or no, you did the right thing to mercy the enemy. There's now, like, a percentage bar that shows you sort of working towards it, and there's a little bit more of a, like, ongoing nature to not hurting enemies. And an understanding that what you did was the correct thing. Yeah, it gives you feedback along the way, but you're sort of working towards a greater goal, which is interesting. Um, I like the slight changes in the humour that come with there's been three years since the last episode of this came out, and it's very clearly been written... From a couple of years later, it still feels in keeping with the first game, but, like, mm-hmm. I I was worried it would feel... I was like, oh, we're, like, three years into making this. Is it going to feel out of date at all? No, it... The humour was ever so slightly different, but it, it got me real good. Mm-hmm. Um, without, without spoilers, there is one moral choice very early on in that that just fucking had me... Couldn't stop laughing for a good few minutes. It was real good. Um... There is clearly a lot of technical improvement in Toby Fox's ability to make games within this engine. There's a lot of very, very good-looking stuff going on. It's got a thing now. Yes, so I believe Chapter 1 of Delta Room was done solo, as was um, largely Undertale, other than art stuff with Temi. Mm -hmm. Chapter 2, made with a team, and it shows. Like, the art quality has gone up a lot. There is some really fantastic music in it, um... It just feels... Hey, there some bangers in Undertale. Yeah, I, there are. There's some real fucking good ones here. Um, I, f- I went and fought the uh, the the, old, the very difficult boss of this chapter. Had a very... I got on very well with it. I beat it on the fifth fifth attempt. That's pretty good. Um, when I, I had to spend five hours on the one from chapter one. Wow. Um, I'm having a great time with Deltarune chapter two, but I do want to talk about my experience, because I... F- I I streamed it because a lot of people. Um, like, hey, you're gonna stream it? Yeah, a bunch of people who you know follow me on Twitch were like, "Hey, do you want to stream it?" I was like, "Oh yeah, if you don't mind waiting till like a week after it releases, because we were traveling when it went up, and like I wanted to replay chapter one and stuff." But I was like, "Yeah, I'll get round to it." I will say uh, because I'm coming to it a week after everyone else. No spoilers and no backseating. Don't tell me how to play. Don't tell me I've missed something and tell me where to go or what to do. Don't tell me things I haven't seen yet. Don't tell me anything if I haven't discovered it in-game. I had that in the title of my streams. I repeated it many, 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 many times verbally during streams. And I still had so much fucking stuff ruined for me. And I knew this was a possibility because I was streaming a Toby Fox game not on the day it comes out. People... 
people who try and stream Toby Fox games not on the day they come out have a bad time, and I know this, and I should have known this. Um, I have seen many a person go, I, I had a bad time streaming Undertale because everyone told me I was doing it wrong and told me what to do. Little bit of that here. Like, final boss of chapter two? I got told ten seconds into it the the gimmick of that fight and like, oh, here's what's going on with that fight and what you have to do. And I was like, oh, that really should have been, you know, me getting to learn that as I went. I got told, oh, here's a big, huge fucking secret thing and what it's called, which gives you a big clue as to what it is. And here's where you make two save files so you can, you can do it. I do that there, which basically confirmed my suspicions about what I had to do. And I was just like, eh... Go away, let me enjoy the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I. This is a known thing with Toby Fox games. Uh, people who enjoy those games, s- enjoy watching streams of those games, seem to simultaneously want to see people's first experiences of the game, but also want them to do it exactly the way they did it and not miss anything. Mm. And I don't know what the solution for that is for me. I don't know whether I won't stream chapters three through five at all, whether I will play them off stream first and then play them on stream and just not get the first experience, whether I will try and stream them like the second they go live so fewer people will have had an opportunity to find out the spoilers to tell me. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but I've been really enjoying Deltarune Chapter 2, I just didn't enjoy the experience of streaming it for the people who asked me to stream my first experience of it for them, and mm. I said, yeah, I'll do it if you don't spoil it for me. Mm. This is a re- hey, hey, if you enjoy watching first playthroughs of of Toby Fox games, you're not going to get more of them if you if you don't stop backseating people who tell you not to. Uh, sorry, little rant over. Nope, game, game is great. Just a... F- just a word of warning if you ever consider streaming Toby Fox games, do so only if you're gonna be happy with being spoiled over and over. Mm-hmm. What about you? What have you played? I played some uh, Solitarica. Yeah. So it's a solitaire style card game where you are using your matches to generate thing, uh, generate like points in order to um, attack enemies. So think, um, oh god, what was the match three thing on Game Boy? Oh, oh. um, You know what I mean there? Yes. And you get like, oh, you've matched three and you've got like purple crystals. Now you have the ability to craft a weapon. Yes. um, Can't remember the name. Yeah, I know the one you mean. That one. (laughs) It's a bit like that, but if it was solitaire instead of match three. And the, I played through entirely with the first character. I got all the upgrades for the first character. I was like, okay, I'm gonna gonna try the next one. And the next one was just like, oh, this is this is really unbalanced. Uh, that's mm, okay. That's that's um, yeah. It's it's like nine times more difficult because you just don't have one of the two really major things. Mm. And the types of cards you get are ever so slightly different. And the spells you start with are slightly different, and also the spells in the pool are slightly ah. different. So it's like, okay, that's a thing. Um, couldn't really get on with that. I persisted it, persisted as much as possible. I got, you know, I got a bit further with it. I was like, okay, I'll try a different class. This time I know what I'm doing. I know what the, the results of that are going to be. Okay, this is just harder. Hmm. Like, it's 
deliberately harder in in other ways. Yeah. It's like this was not sort of made clear that this is a difficulty slide as I go from left to right up the thing. Yeah. But very clearly the one I went I picked just based on the colour was considerably harder. Oh just no. Because of the thing. I was like, oh yeah. okay, that's that's less good in in many ways. And it's either a case of you can't get rid of enemy stuff or you can't keep yourself alive. Yeah. Um, and it feels like the first character in that is really the the best balanced one to get through it. Hmm. Um, I've just uninstalled it now because I tried like four different characters and I was like, really only the first one is getting me anywhere. Yeah. Like, And it doesn't seem to be a case of, of learning new skills. It seems to be a case of you get your first one you use that to grind gems and you use those mm. gems to upgrade the characters before you start using them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I think I got it on a um, Epic Games free game of the week thing. Yeah. Because I don't remember paying for it. And I, in fact, I don't really remember. I think I bought one thing on the Epic Store once. Yeah. And everything else has been pretty much like, oh, I just, just, I just claim all the freebies. Every yeah. week, because I'm poor as fuck. You can help with that, Snow Monkey Radio. <laughs> oh, Patreon. Um, yeah, what about you? What have you played? Uh, I played a bit of Among Us with some friends. Among Us? Yeah, Among Us uh, at the weekend with some friends. Yeah. Um, so at the point when we got around to playing Among Us, um, there was like four of us left, and that's not really enough people to do the traditional uh, mm. who's the imposter, because like all you have to do is... Kill kill one person and survive one elimination, or mm-hmm. kill two people and you've won as the imposter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we did is the sort of fan-made hide-and-seek mode for okay. Among Us, which works pretty well with low-player counts. Um, what you do is you don't make who the imposter is a secret, you let everyone know. Like, whoever the imposter is just says, I am the imposter. No voting people out, no reporting dead bodies. Instead, everyone moves very, very fast. Um, the killer uh, cannot see very far and has to be very close to you to kill you. Uh, they have to be like exactly on top of you to kill you. Okay. Um, so everyone is rushing around trying to do their tasks, um, communicating where the, the killer is. Uh, if you die, you can no longer help with that. But watching this killer that can barely see you if you're more than a few steps away, sprinting around like, if I find you, I'm going to kill you. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's a fun, chaotic, silly little mode that is just... Look, we're just trying to stay out of that fucker's way and get our shit done without being found and killed. It's a it's it's a very different experience. It's uh, oh no, you're you're in the horror movie setting, but everyone's like, oh, it's fine. The killer the killer can't really see where we are. It's fine. Everyone run away. Run away. Uh, so yeah, if anyone's n- never tried that before, it's a fun setting, particularly with small player counts. Is just turn the speed up a lot, turn the killer's vision down a lot, and go, everyone knows who the killer is, don't get killed. Get got. Yeah, don't get got. Well. Yeah. What about uh, you? Uh, I played some Mother Gunship. Oh, tell me about Mother Gunship. Um, not really sure how I feel about it just yet. So, yeah. um... This was another one I got free on the Epic Store. I'm kind of going through my library trying to see what's good rather than just buying new games mindlessly. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. Plus, you know, I, I claimed all these freebies and might as well make Play something some of, them. of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't let it become like my Steam library, which is just... I have a million things I've never played. There's a lot of games in there I've never played and yeah. probably never will play. 
Um, but they mostly came as like the other game in a Humble Bundle. Remember yes. when Humble Bundle was still good? <laughs> yeah. Um, so old I am. Um, so basically, the the gimmick of this game is weapon customization. Okay. Instead of having like a a gun gun, you have just like a socket, uh-huh. and you can add all sorts of things to that socket. Okay. You will be initially given like a a pack of starting things. Yeah. And you can you know spend however however you want to just try and and um sort of build a, a gun. Yeah. So basically, you're dropped in. You're given like a limited supply initially, usually like. Uh, three or four yeah. uh, pieces and that sort of upgrades as you go through the game and it's like okay well I've got um, I've got a thing like a triangle and it's got three sockets on the front so I plug that into my single socket yeah. and then I could add uh, a machine gun and a laser and like a, 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 a spike bull launcher yeah Huh. Or I could add like an extra extender on top of that. I can change yeah. the, the thing of that. I could add like um like a, a weird power ups to it. Yeah. Like do I wanna do I wanna fire jelly balls or do I wanna fire um uh like my weapons have a more of a crit chance or do I wanna add more precision to my chain? Yeah, gun? adding uh buffs to your weapons rather than necessarily just adding more weapons onto your weapon. Exactly. Okay, yeah. But like you can constantly buy like, hey, here's a thing that's got like a five way socket on it, or here's a thing that's um like an extender. Mm. Um some some gun parts have to be spread further apart because yeah. they're really big. Yes. Um he, it's it's wild. It's it, pretty wild. Like, you can get, like, most of your screen filled up with gun. That sounds... Oh, and there's two. There's one for the left hand, one for the right hand. That sounds genuinely, like, fascinating in a weird, broken, chaotic way. Yeah, it's, that that aspect is really, really fun. Um, So basically, it's a uh, first-person shooter shmup. Aha! Uh-huh. So, uh, like, bullet hell. Yeah. So you're like dumped into these uh, onto these ships. You go into a room. The room takes slightly too long to load up, and then things will spawn around you. You jump around. You shoot things with your guns. You try not to run out of health or energy. Sometimes mm. your bullet, your guns will overheat if you've got too many things on them, but mm. that's generally fine. Um, and then yeah, like pick up, you know, coins and energy as you go through get um like you start with a triple jump triple jump is the base uh-huh and there are plenty of jump opportunities to end up with like extra like jumps yeah like there was one room i, I went in uh earlier where like everything seemed to be dropping jump boosts were you just not touching left... the floor by the end i guess um no i was still touching the floor because it was just easier yeah. to navigate but like if there was a room that was like very very tall for example and I didn't trust the jump pads not to, like, put me in front of an enemy yeah. as soon as I arrived. I was just like, okay, I'll just just, just jump up here. I've got 25 bonus jumps now. <laughs> I, oh, a double jump. Pff, I've got a 25 jump. Fuck you. Uh, this sounds... Che- this sounds the the best kind of bonkers. Yeah. Uh, if, if, it, if the loading times between rooms were a little bit slower... Yeah, I would be like way more into it, but it kind of takes you out of the. Uh, yeah, the it, world it, it breaks the pacing that it's so slow to load. Yeah, yeah, and it it, it feels weird because it's like it's it, there's got to be an optimization issue, right? Mm. That 
like even on modern PCs yeah. that it's taking so long. And it feel also feels like all the rooms are taken from like they're it feels procedural. Yeah. Like, because there, sometimes there are dead ends, and it feels like okay, that's that, that is definitely a that could have been a that door. could have been a doorway. Yeah. Okay, um, or yeah. you'll find just like a sealed door somewhere. It's like that could definitely have been a doorway. Also, I've definitely been in this room before, although I don't think it had exactly these enemies in it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I'm I'm enjoying it. I just wish it was a bit more fast paced between rooms because it definitely feels like okay, I've walked into this room. I'm locked in now. I guess you're unloading the other room, loading in the next room. Yeah. And that's taking just too long that I'm just... Mm, come on. I want to... Yeah. Because, like, the movement speed is, like, like Doom. Yeah. You, it's, like, classic yeah. FPS. You, you don't want to be stopping between every room in Doom for a load. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, yeah. some of the rooms are really, really big. Yeah. But generally well, like, speaking, you're looking at, like, 15... like. Sometimes it's the uh, speed of walking, uh, the the door to open to go into the room. Yeah. Then the time while you're standing in the room, that waiting for the other door to open. Yeah. Is that thunder? I thought it was maybe the bins being taken at first, but I think it's thunder. I keep seeing like flashing lights. I assumed it was like. I think it's just or very or rumbly thunder. Very rumbly. Um, yeah, sorry, pardon, yes. pa- pardon us. Um, yeah, it it like I want to play more of it, but at the moment it's like, mm, it's a bit slow. I can yeah. do with a bit more That's faster pace. That's a shame. Uh, yeah, and that was yeah, that was another one I got for for, for free on the Epic Store. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's a uh, Mother Gunship. Nice. Uh, what about you? What have you played? Basically, the only other thing I have had time to play is I played some Jackbox Party Pack. Jackbox party pack instead of Jackbox party pack. Yeah. Uh, Had enough, for the first time in ages, had people in the same room, meaning that I could do... um... Oh, the presentation one. No, no, no. Um, I forget what it's called. Faking it. Uh, The one where everyone gets a prompt sent to their device and one person in the room doesn't have the prompt and they have to like, oh, it's either like, ah, put your hand up or, or not. Uh, Hold up a number of fingers, (laughs) point at the person most likely to do blank. And... You have to try and bluff your way if you don't have the prompt, and if someone questions your answer, bullshit your way to be like, no, 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 that's what I, my answer is, that's what I think. Um, it's v- very ominous weather. It sounds like he's actually absolutely having it down there as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's always really fun playing that game when you have the split second moment of ha you don't know how badly you fucked up faker. Mm-hmm. Um there's one I remember that was um of the friends we were playing with one of them notoriously does not sleep well like survives on like 4 hours sleep a night. Mm-hmm. Um and the question was uh raise your hand if you regularly sleep more than 10 hours a night. Um and the only person to put their hand up was the faker, and it's like, oh, you, you, you do, do you? And without having said the question, they were like, uh, yes. I was like, mm, no. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it, it, it is good fun. I forget how fun that game is. Uh, it is like the the arguments in Among Us, but just really distilled down to just the what what the fuck were you doing? What's, what's going on? Explain yourself. Explain yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and played some TKO, which is always fun. Oh, I love T-shirt TKO. doing one. Um, we had some real, real good 
funny, good shirts. Uh, everyone was on a very... You know when sometimes just the room's vibing and you everyone's... You especially. Like, you are yeah. all very good at understanding each other and getting we, we all had your a, humor. Yeah, we had a very similar, like, oh, we're all on the same energy. This is what we're making jokes about right mm-hmm. now. And uh, we, we went well. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what about you? Have you played anything else this week? Not really. The only other thing I did, I've, I played a bit more Dorf Romantic because I was waiting for all my yeah, yeah. fancy stands and shit to turn up. Um, yeah, it's now got a creative mode. <gasps> That's what I've been waiting for, so I can just make nice train tracks. So you can either play through the game as normal, yeah, and then when you get to the end, it just goes, do you want to continue, continue yeah. in creative mode? Because you can do that. Yeah. Or you can just start in creative mode, and you'll get like a whole series of... Uh, like. There's a whole menu you can go into and go, I want more water... Yeah. And more trees and more houses. <gasps> and more trains. And more trains. Yeah. <laughs> um or like you can like individual like turn things up and down yeah. slightly. Um or more just fields. And it's been really nice to sort of like you're not getting necessarily exactly the tiles you want. You might have to like skip through a few. Because yeah, obviously but... you're still using the same engine. So you just have like a skip tile button. Yeah, you can just sort of just... weight it towards what what you're hoping for. Yeah, and then eventually find them. So like I just spent like half an hour towards the end of a stream because I did like a game that lasted me a while through the first half of the stream, and then I was like, I'm just gonna play creative mode for a bit. And there was a like I was like making all these little stories uh, of. Like, and this is this village, and and this is the stop, and they can go round to the other side of the village, or they can they can go over to the, go and go and like visit the forest for for the weekend or something. And there's these people here, and they they they're they're all farmers, and they look after all the fields. And and some of these people that like they've got uh, all the trees over here, and there's all these deers living in my woods. And I was getting quite emotional. I was like, this place is brilliant. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the lightning's impressive tonight. Yeah, we are having an impressive weather event occurring. It's an excellent foley tonight. Yeah, I don't know how well that picked up on Mike, but I like, mean, it's, uh, there was some. I mean, large... it just real trailed on that whole time we mm. weren't talking. It was just like, oh, it's still there, still there, still there. There's, there's pretty sizable marks on the waveform there, so oh. I think some of it might have been heard. Yeah. Mm. Um Romantic. Dorf Romantic. It's um yeah, emotionally beautiful. Um I, I've been waiting for a creative mode. I'm gonna have some some fixation Fridays on it. I don't blame you, like I had like um quite a sizable lake going on, lots of really beautiful waterways with little boats yeah. chugging along it. And then just this huge train network that was like, and there's another city over here, and the people go, and sometimes they, oh, this person's got a cousin that lives over there, and I'm going to make all of the windmills face exactly... Wow! <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to make all of the windmills face exactly this way. <sighs> Usually I stare out of the window to stop myself getting distracted by all the cool shit in Laura's office. Tonight! <laughs> like that's There's more a fucking show happening out there tonight. There's a show. I apologise, everyone. No, don't apologise. This is adorable. I'm having a lovely time <laughs> listening to you enthuse. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think that's everything we played then. I think that's everything we played then. Well then. Time for this. 
Right, everyone, everyone, I've called this uh, this appointment here at the convention. Is everyone ready? Yes, ready. Um, so we have a bit of a problem. We here in the anti-trans community have, uh, you know, we've had we've had some real success this last couple of years. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been getting some really good, helpful people on our side, helping us to, uh, you know, attack trans people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got we got the BBC, we've yeah. got the Guardian, we got the we Telegraph, got, we got those angry of... male comedians. Oh yes, the angry male comedians. We, we've got the uh, the Christian fundamentalists oh, from yes, America. Yeah, we've got they've given us lots of money. It's been very helpful. Yeah. Myself a new mattress. Yeah, exactly. We've 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 got them. We've got we've we've got the um the the um, we've got the people who are all in favour of conversion therapy. You know, we've got yeah, them on the side. We've got those we've got all the people who want to get rid of abortion. Exactly. We do have a problem though. Is it the Proud Boys? It's not them. Some of these people have started mm, not say, saying stuff that's not good for feminism. That's bad for us. I I don't. Sorry. We're- Wait, are we about feminism? Um, we're 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 right we're for rights for us, which I think is feminism. I mean, I do like rights for me. Rights for me is good, but mm. like, here's here's the problem. I'm having a look at the list now. Uh-huh. The angry comedian, uh-huh. um, attacking us because we we didn't do what he told us to do in the exactly the way he told us to do. He did tell us to do a lot of things. Yeah. Um. Uh. We've we've got the Christian fundamentalists. Um, trying to enforce traditional gender roles and force us to give up our jobs and be subservient and only produce children, which isn't ideal. But I mean, we did spend a lot of time talking about how important, you know, the the whole producing of children is. That was well, like well, a whole I thing. I mean, we... we we said that, but that was for the trans ones, not for us. Right. It, it, right. They were only meant to. They were only meant to say that to the trans ones. They were meant to leave us alone. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the conversion therapy groups that we just wanted to go for the trans ones have started. They want to convert the lesbians as well. In into what? Into not lesbians. When you say not lesbians, do you mean not lesbians as in not political lesbians who oh, no, aren't a- actually actual lesbians? Actual not lesbians. Oh, yeah, they're not. None of Wait, these are groups any of are us actually lesbians. I, I'm sure some of us are, but none of the none of the groups that we wanted to just go for the trans people are just going for the trans people. Who could have seen this coming? I don't. I couldn't have seen this coming. Oh, goodness, right. I need to go read a, a Twitter post I saw about something about leopards eating faces. Ooh. Well, I'm off to Substack for a bit. Ooh, enjoy. That's right, we're back in the office, back once again with the ill behaviour. Everyone dressed up nice and smart. It's time to get back in that copy room and start some printing. But, uh-oh... There's something in door B. Oh, no, no, it's actually behind door A. And you're going to have to open flap A1. Yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah, now we're going to rock out. Let's see what's behind door D. Then we're going to have to open door A. That's right. This company is paying a huge amount of money just to make sure that you can rock out to printer jams. Yeah, yeah. What's that continuous beeping? What's that continuous beeping? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the sound of printer jams. What's behind door A again? What have you put in your eyes? Uh, I've not put a lot in my eyes this week. No. Um, I watched that Nintendo Direct that happened. Oh, I forgot to watch that. Uh, uh, I can I can give you the cliff notes. Give me here's, the cliff notes. Here's the short version. Um, 
they're finally making a Kirby game that's like a 3D Kirby game rather than a side-scrolling or like a 2.5D. It's like a proper, like, little Kirby Odyssey. Go be in 3D environments. Mm. It looks real cute. It's post-apocalypse, which is an interesting setting for Kirby, but I'm sure there'll be a reason for it. Um, there was a bunch of, like, neat-looking little trailers. They ended on a Bayonetta 3 trailer after fucking years of that game going completely silent. They did a fake-out where they acted like it was going to be Astral Chain, because, mm-hmm. uh, like, Platinum's logo was on a billboard, and then the little cop cop dog from Astral Chain shows up, and it's like, oh, it's Astral Chain to... No, no, there's Bayonetta coming in from the ceiling. It's got a cool summon system where you... Interesting. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um. Interestingly, it seems like a bunch of stuff that was going to be in Scalebound, the um, Platinum game for Xbox that got cancelled that looked really cool. It seems like a bunch of the tech from that is being reused to make a cool summon system for Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. After that got cancelled, and the main thing was the fucking Mario movie got its cast announced. Did you catch any of this? Yes. Yeah, so... No, thank you. No. So, like, first of all, let's just say Chris Pratt um, is going to be playing Mario. Not only is that a baffling casting choice, but Chris Pratt, notorious, real fucking hard right-wing, anti-gay, not-good type. He's a member of a homophobic church. He claims to be not anti-gay. Yeah, except um, someone pointed out recently... Here's a list of some of the people he follows on Instagram. Uh, his Turning very point. He, yeah, he doesn't follow many people on Instagram, but he follows Turning Point USA, Ben Shapiro, Fox News, um, a bunch of like some of the like oh that mm, you didn't accidentally find that like very right wing um, angry pundit, did you? I mm. say you didn't accidentally. Like there's a few times when YouTube's been like, hey, come this way. Come over here to the right. No, no, thank you. Yeah. And I own, like, the only reason I haven't gone, like, oh, that's an interesting thumbnail and an interesting caption is because I know who those people are. Yeah. But it's, I guess yeah. if you, and, and if you keep being, you know, met by the algorithm and you're not super aware of those things. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Like, I'm not it, giving him the benefit of the doubt. He's a dick, and someone also pointed out that he hunts animals. Yes, he with does. With a big gun. Yes, he does. Like um, a big man. Yes. So I've got the list here: Tucker Carlson, Ben Shapiro, uh, Kevin Spacey. He still Ooh. follows. Um, uh, Blue Lives Matter accounts. Yikes. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, big right wing person. Turning Point USA. Prager You. Uh huh. Um, Several very homophobic people, like one of the Duck Dynasty cast. Like, he follows, like, not only just right wing people, specifically, he follows a lot of very vocal homophobes. Yeah. Like, so that's a thing. Deeply concerning human being. Yeah. Putting that aside. No, um, never. No, no, no. I, I don't mean to say that is okay. <laughs> I do want to talk about the rest of the casting. Some of it, I think, sort of almost makes sense and I can see what they're doing with. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong? Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Not that one. No. Seth, <laughs> Seth, okay, no. I know exactly what they're going to do with Seth Rogen and I, I, I understand entirely is why Donkey they've done Kong it. Is Donkey Kong going to be stoned? 100%. He's going to be played as that one fucking Seth Rogen laugh of just... <laughs> like, it's going to be that, the performance. And I'm like... I don't want that, but I 100% understand. Like, I can see why they did that. The 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 couple that I'm like, hmm, 
you genuinely, I think, may have actually done a good casting there. Mm-hmm. Charlie Day is Luigi. Um, what's Charlie Day mean? Uh, mainly, it's a fucking. It's only sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia. That. Um, in that he plays a very, very nervous, um, incompetent, okay. uh, chaos. Okay. Chaos. Like lad. someone who might inherit a hotel. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like he is—he is the bumbling fool buffoon okay. that is like constantly the the jokes are at his expense, and I'm like, yeah, that, that that casting makes sense as a Luigi. I can see it. Is he Italian? Um, he is not Italian. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with the voices is he, is for he this. From Brooklyn. Uh he's from Philadelphia. Well, he plays a character from Philadelphia. I don't know where he's actually from. Um, but Jack Black as Bowser. I can see that, if only because I think he's got the range to do big, booming, villainous evil, and then the second Mario walks out the room, like, un- un- loosen his tie and go, oh my god, I'm so glad he's out the room, I can relax now. Like, I feel like, I feel like Jack Black could do the, like, here's what I was thinking when I was trying to think about Jack Black as Bowser. I was like, what if this movie had a scene where, let's say, hypothetically, Yoshi invites Bowser to go go-karting for his birthday, and all the other Mario characters are like, what the fuck is Bowser doing here? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm here for Yoshi, please leave me be today. Like, I feel like Jack Black could do a angry villain that also has to sheepishly show up to Yoshi's birthday. I'm like, I, I can see and that. And wrangle his eight children. Exactly. Like, I could see him doing flustered at my eight children. Like, I'm trying to do an evil scheme and I've got these fucking children everywhere. <laughs> like, you can see that Jack Black cast, right? I guess. And uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad? I, pff, sure. Like, I mean, he's, he, like, I've watched enough Key and Peele to know he's got some voices. He's, so. he's got some voices, he's got some high-pitched voices, and he's got some some chaos energy that yeah. I think could work. Like, mm-hmm. like, please just fucking take Chris Pratt and fucking Joe Ro- uh, Joe, no, not Joe Rogan, Seth Rogan out of this fucking film. <laughs> I hope Joe Rogan's not <laughs> no. in take, take Seth, <laughs> take Seth Rogan and Chris Pratt out of this, and I'd, I'd probably be vaguely intrigued. Like, it's clearly stunt casting putting celebrities in front of them. Voice actors, plus yeah. what Illumination does. The the main thing I thought watching the direct was what ne- what Nintendo needed to do, and I think was their big downfall, is they needed to have a like a, t- a trailer or at least a teaser ready to go right after that announcing, because it was yeah. such wild announcing. They needed to go, anyway, here's a look at them in action to go, okay... I understand. Lay your fears. Yeah, like rather than going. Oh god! I understand what they're doing with voices and tone, and I see what's happening. Rather than just go, here's a fucking buck wild casting. Goodbye, because like that has caused people to have like, yeah, people are assuming the worst because of course they are. This cast is fucking wild. Mm. Um, that was basically the direct. Also, Delta Rune Chapter Two is coming to Switch, and it came to Switch like a week after the PC version. I'm like. I get you wanted the spotlight of a direct, but couldn't you have just released it at the same time so that I didn't start playing on PC and then go, oh, I would have preferred to play on Switch mm. if I'd known. Grr. Grr. What about you? What do you watch this week? Uh, I watched a couple of GDC um, videos. I was going to say Ooh. episodes. Um, I watched the uh, 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 classic game Postmortem for Lemmings, Ooh. which was interesting because I played a lot of Lemmings as a kid. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting sort of seeing how the, how that was made and sort of what some of the ideas were and how level design worked on that and, and, and things and, and 
different members of the team having like very different approaches to how they designed a level. Like they were talking about one person who was just like would come with these super clean levels mm. that were just the right level of tricky, but were like just super clean, not a lot to sort of ponder on. Yeah, it's it's, it's all right there. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, as opposed to somebody else who might be like, I'm going to make these long sprawling levels, which like use all of the screen size and are super fucking complicated. Yeah. Um, and talking about how the the person who was doing all the clean designs, they'd be like, okay, you need to fluff this up a bit. Yeah. And he would come back with exactly the same level, but like all this sort of beautiful background art. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you're gonna have to like pause and scroll to look at it, but you know, it, it looks yeah. more now. Yeah. It's exactly the same level it was before, but it looks more now. Um. Yeah. That was that was um. That was that, and also the um, the Paperboy postmortem. Oh, yeah, the specifically the arcade version. Yeah, um, and like how the like the design of the, of the maps and the fact that they focus tested it. I didn't even realize they focus tested games back then. Hmm. Uh, but I guess they did. <laughs> um, apparently during the first focus focus test, things went a bit weird. Because uh, one of the people who had had come in to be part of the test turned around to the person running it and just went, do you know where I can buy some acid? Did they know where they could buy some acid? (laughs) That was not revealed. (laughs) Can I answer the real questions here, GDC? (laughs) What? Yeah, what about... Yeah, I've just played Paperboy. I really need to just get out of my mind now. (laughs) Okay, friend. I mean, the 70s were a very different time. Yeah, mm, yeah, they were. <laughs> um, but yeah, and talking about like the design of the arcade cabinet and mm. how like they would like stress test arcade machines, because obviously you're going to have yeah. kids just yanking the shit out of this oh, thing. Oh, God, yeah. Um, like redesigning the cabinet generally by the fact that um, you had to be careful that obviously kids were going to be playing it. Yeah. Um, and like... The fact that in the first iteration, um, people weren't finding the buttons. Yeah. So they were just going through the whole level, not delivering any newspapers. Just having a And then just getting fired. Oh. Because they hadn't delivered any newspapers. Yeah. Um, So they were like, okay, we're going to reposition it so that, like, the buttons are on the control itself in a certain position so that, like, you have to have at least found them before you can, like, start playing. Yeah. Um, and and that made sense. And there were some cool ideas, like that. Apparently, they just had this one guy who was super hench, and they were just like anything that needs testing, it has to pass this guy test. <laughs> um, so like, just, and they apparently they went through four iterations. That this guy, at one point, this guy just ripped the entire front of the cabinet. It's gonna be it's a, a a strong drunk has to be able to play this and not fuck it. Yeah, up. pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like fascinating because Paperboy is one of those games that I very much remember playing a huge amount on the Commodore 64. Yeah. Didn't know I had digitized speech in the uh, arcade because mm. I've never played the arcade version. Yeah. Mm. What about you? Did you play anything else? Uh, the, only other thing I've, the only other thing I've really watched, uh, speaking of the 70s, <gasps> uh, is a movie from the 2000s called Poltergeist. Oh, yes. You yeah. were talking about this. This sounds yes, fascinating. This, this oddly wholesome, uh, weird film. Um, so, you know, when you just occasionally go, I want to watch like a 
so bad it's good kind of film like um a trauma movie yeah like we we watched uh with with the nerds over Skype a while back um yeah there was velocipasta there was the killer armchair killer sofa oh, yeah yeah um so poltergay is presented as if it's going to be a horror film mm-hmm. and i was a little like okay gay and horror film we'll see how this goes it worked um, for nightmare on elm street too <laughs> it it it's it's a lot more positive than the premise uh sort of made me fear initially it might be mm-hmm. so there's this big mansion house in the middle of nowhere in France. Uh, this is an entirely French su- a French and subtitled film. Um, and in the basement of this big mansion, there is a, a gay bar in the 70s. And this gay nightclub, uh, tragic accident, all of the gay people die. Um, bad start, but 40 years later, this, uh, this French couple move into this mansion. And, oh no, there's there's gay ghosts in the house and it starts off with all the trappings of a horror film and it ends up being much more like a i feel like rom-com energy is more like bumbling rom-com energy Mm. is where it ends up i don't want to spoil too much of where it goes um but it becomes like a legitimately kind of heartwarming like weirdly sweet and sincere film about this one man and his interactions with a house full of gay ghosts that his wife cannot see. His wife doesn't know the ghosts exist, but he can see them and they're... It's a big mystery why he can interact with them. How's he going to help the gay ghosts and how are they going to help him? It was weirdly sweet. It was a... It was a I don't want to spoil it, but it was a lovely little film. It was not... It wasn't what I thought it was. And I was very glad with what it sort of became. Even if it is kind of hilarious to have, like, the horror movie set. Like, you know when you're building tension in a horror film? Mm -hmm. Imagine that, but quietly underpinned by Ra Ra Rasputin. (laughs) Just slowly getting louder. Ra Ra Rasputin. Um, And just occasionally like, oh no, I saw a butt through the wall. Ah! (laughs) These guys love drawing dicks on the walls as well. That was (laughs) kind of fucking great. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna describe one scene from the start to give you a sense of like the campiness of the the horror shit it tries okay. to do. There is a sequence in which this man is alone in his house. Mm-hmm. His wife is not home. Uh, he's having a shower, and the ghosts t- activate the Polaroid camera he's got in the bathroom. And oop, there's a picture of his butt now. And he goes trying to find out who's taking a picture of his butt. And downstairs on the pool table, all the pool balls are arranged like a dick. And um, like it's it's this kind of like level of campy bullshit that's like I can't take this seriously as scary. Like I, at or, one point, the, at one point early on, the guy is trying to explain to the police that his house is haunted because a wardrobe was was built and all of his clothes have been neatly organized and he didn't do it. The the ghosts the ghosts did it. <laughs> the ghosts built me a wardrobe and tidied my clothes. Ah. <laughs> Ah, it's a good film. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just really enjoy the idea of um I'm what are you how are you being haunted? Um I a straight white man am being haunted by gay people assaulting I, my shit out. I mean, that's the energy it has. It's got the energy of I'm being haunted by queer eye for the straight guy. <laughs> like it's that's basically the energy of it. And without saying where it goes from there, like that's a legitimately kind of fun setup. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, yeah, I watched um, the two most recent seasons of Doctor Who, including the, the New Year's specials. Um, yeah, Jodie Whittaker. I was like, 
I feel like some stuff has happened that I haven't watched because fuck the BBC. I'm not mm. watching live television. Fuck them. Um, I realised like most of the way through the first season that we had watched all of it together, including the New Year's special. Uh, like you were mm. like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure we watched at least some of it. Uh, but yeah, we definitely watched all the way to the end of that, and then I watched the second season. Um, I love I, I love the set design. Especially that TARDIS. That is a good TARDIS. Is a good TARDIS. Um, there are some good episodes, like some interesting episodes. Like I, I like that it's like, hey, we're gonna do some environmental shit. We're gonna do some good eighties environmental <laughs> some, shit. Some good heavy-handed environmental shit. We're not gonna shy away from what the fucking metaphor is here. Oh yeah, like it's very much uh, this is the Earth. You fucked it up. Meh. Well, you know, this is a possible future. You have an opportunity to change change the future by going back and making sure that you 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 like your species fucking does something right now. Yeah. Um. Like there's there's a a, a virus that's uh, like eats plastic, and it's basically being like experimented on Earth because there's tons of fucking plastic. <laughs> and like the environmental message in there is like cool. I'm I'm glad we have this. Um, like, I, this one thing I love about, like, 80s cartoon shows, like, did we learn nothing? Did, did, like, Gen X and Millennials, uh, like, early Millennials learn nothing? Because all of our cartoon shows were very heavy-handed in telling us that we're all going to die if we don't sort this shit out. Yeah. And I mean, they weren't wrong. Maybe, maybe that was the problem. Maybe the Suntots and the Smoggies was too nice and good. And it showed that it was all it could all be good and happy. And what we needed was the planeters to get completely screwed over by Duke Nukem. <laughs> Different Duke Nukem. Yes. And and just like like this is everything look how everything has gone wrong and it's now completely unsolvable. Because you didn't believe in the power of heart. Or whatever. Um Yeah. It's it's alright. It's more Doctor Who. Yeah. The Dalek episode was interesting in, in season two. Uh, or the the second of those seasons, rather. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually season twelve. The the second Whitaker season. The, yeah. The second Whitaker. Um. Yeah. It's all right. It's Doctor Who. I. I don't know. There was a there was a point during the Matt Smith era where I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. This show's garbage. Um, which is a shame because I used to fucking love it. Um, I think I need to accept that that is probably still the case. Yeah, um, like I it's a shame because to... she's an interesting doctor. Yeah, I want to be more emotionally invested in Doctor Who than I am. Oh, there was some like some stuff about um another previous Doctor, uh, that we got to see that I thought was really cool, and I was like, I want to, I want to see that. The big like finisher for the season, the thing that had been sort of vaguely mentioned once in episode two of the first first of those two seasons. Uh, then paid off in the like the last episodes like yeah I figured that that was gonna be this because it felt like a a weirdly nebulous thing for one character to say out of nowhere and then never be addressed again and then like at the end of the second season like hey you remember that thing we mentioned one time it was no bad wolf I'm putting it that way it yeah, was yeah, no yeah yeah it was no oh we have. We have like yeah, nothing that this. has actually been seeded like enough that everyone's picked up on it, and it's definitely a thing we're building. Yeah, I just, mm, okay. Well, it was a thing, so yeah, it's all right. I I think I need to spend more time listening to Big Finish rather than trying to get back into the TV show, which is a shame. 
Mm. Fuck the BBC. Anyway, uh, have you watched anything else? That's everything I've watched this week. Well then, time for this. New sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have trouble switching off from work? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Are you one of those self-employed people? Uh huh. You in the gig economy? Uh, basically. Are you in the work from home world? Yeah. Well, we're here to help. We'll keep an eye on your emails <gasps> and texts and social media oh. notifications, and only alert you if something comes up that literally cannot wait until Monday morning. Oh, so I can just assume that the buzzing is like, unimportant and just not deal with the it. The Laura K buzzing, no less. Oh, oh fuck. Ah. Yeah, it can be completely irrelevant. It can be held off. Yeah. None of it might be important. That's take a darn rest dot lol dot net. Code QNPS183. Enjoy peace of mind that comes from being reassured that nothing popped up and can't wait until you're back in the office hours. Okay, thank you for reassuring me. It's just people liking my selfie and I'd have to think yeah, about it. It's, it's just, not just important. people liking your selfie or just people saying nice things, nice okay, things about Okay, I, I can probably deal with that Monday. Yeah, you can deal with that Monday. Yeah. Yeah, have a rest. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So... Rebrand. Yeah. I think it's gone pretty well. Brilliant. I have not, no, no one, you know, no, we, you can't have a bad history if there's no history. Well, exactly. You know, I, 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 I tried doing some vanity name searches and, you know, all I saw was a few things being like, hey, so-and-so rebrands. But if you just search our name, none of the actual old stories come up. Yeah, no one knows anything about any of the things we did. Exactly. Like, I'm sure it's probably not hard to find the things we did, but the surface level Googling that the players will do... Doesn't turn up anything. Exactly. Nothing we did. We're, we are the Teflon of the gaming industry. We nothing are, sticks to we us. We are untouchable. I guarantee nothing will ever, ever come back to buy us on the ass. Exactly. Ever. We're like those pants that you get at like 2 a.m. on the shopping channel and nothing, not nothing sticks to us. Oh, exactly. They're practically made of carbon fiber. Exactly. Do you want to start doing some terrible stuff in the industry? Yeah, let's whip some interns. Hell yeah. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what have you put in your ears? I mean, one of the main things I've put in my ears is I've re-listened to a bunch of My Comical Romance while drunk this weekend. Nice. Um... I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of listening to music with friends, and like, I I don't have the list of what we listened to. It was a lot of like explicitly gay female musicians, a lot of music from anime, a lot of very meme shit. Nice. Uh, but what I remember most is um about in about six months, hopefully, I will be seeing my Kamuka Romance perform in the UK, and the friend that I was meant to be going to see my Kamuka Romance with a year and a half ago now. Um, it's going to be about two years late by the time it happens. Um, we both got hit with a real drunken wave of, oh, we're going to see that. We're going to do it. And it was a lot of us just lying on the floor, very aggressively singing My Comical Romance Drunk at each other, while occasionally just pointing and going, ah, Amazing. Uh, it was just a very lovely, good, good wholesome time. Uh, we listened to some stuff off Three Cheers, some Black Parade stuff, some Danger Days, mm -hmm. listened to some B-sides. For a little while, we put on a recording of the um, the reunion show they did in LA, mm -hmm. uh, coming up on two years ago now, wow. and had a bit of a, like, this is what it's going to be like. It's going to be sort of like this, us. but us. Uh, um, so I, I listened to that. What, what about you? What do you listen to? 
I started listening. Well, I continued my my be- beginning of listening to uh, Dice Funk season seven. Yeah. Um, like I, I think I've realised what happened because it, it was at the big right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. And Dice Funk has always been my like commuting thing. Yes. If I'm going out somewhere, if I'm walking to work, I have shows like this. I understand. This. It was very yeah. specifically that thing. Like it wasn't until. Like a, a month or so ago, I started. I started listening to season eight. Um, I am now all cut up with that. It's like, well, I might as well go back to season seven and see what I wanted to do. Yeah, I remember at the time really griping about the fact that the credits had been taken off when they were taken off, and hmm. put in their own secret episode. But binging season eight, yeah, was like. I'm really glad I don't have to listen, like, skip through the credits every time. Week by week, the credits at the end of the episode is great. If you're binging, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's less than ideal. Yeah. Um, I still miss it being its own thing, because I, I haven't listened to them. Yeah. I haven't listened to the credits, which is a shame, because I hear that, you know, um, Lauren and Joa have great chemistry. It's, it's their, their own whole little side show they do, and it's yeah. great. I... I I will probably get to that at some point. Maybe not all of them. No, <laughs> just but... when I catch up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, it's um. Yeah, it's it's. An... We're still introducing characters. Yeah. Chris is being extra chaotic at the beginning of yes, the season. Yes. It feels like Chris has been more chaotic at the beginning of this season than like most previous ones. A little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like some of that energy where at the beginning was like. Chris, we need to hear your voice. No, I am Russian man now. I am, <laughs> I am yeah. the Russian man voice at the beginning of this episode. But it's going to be a different episode. Yes, every episode for 30, 30 episodes, I will do a different one. Yeah, uh, season season seven um, started on some real fucking wild energy. It did. Um, season seven, I would never recommend to anyone as their first season of Dice <laughs> Funk. Because, like, those first couple of episodes are a little bit impenetrable. Fucking great if you know all of us and are having a good time. Not a good starting point, I don't think. So, although even though you can listen to them all independently, oh yeah, you seven's listen... probably a, a bit more difficult. Than seven's most. an independent story; it, it can be told by itself, but you will have to jump into um, <laughs> the absolute chaos energy of Ukraine. I, like forty minutes of that first episode is just <laughs> chaos time. Yep. It's... While you're trying to help with and they're uh, like, Austin, hey Rangle. Austin, what's a D twenty? <laughs> Yeah. How do numbers work? <laughs> You're explaining crits and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I tried to make it a show. Yeah. I tried to help. Yeah, you did. It it was a weird season for me in that it was right off the back of season six where I think... You just changed the world. In hindsight, I think season six, one of my best seasons. Dice Funk, I, mm-hmm. did, I did wonderfully. It was difficult, though. Yeah, in the moment, it was difficult. There was a lot of uh, people who in the moment were like, this is terrible, you're ruining Dice Funk, and then afterwards were like, actually, that was fantastic. I remember. Yeah, and There was I... a lot of day, uh, like Sunday afternoons of you being quite distressed about the whole yeah. situation. Uh, season seven, I played a real good, just chill, gentle character with no big surprises. Slightly cause... horny. Yeah, slightly horny and following around someone who might be lying to her. That was basically it. And I was like, yeah, I, I can... I can... Uh, maybe oh, a yeah. little bit, a little bit, maybe. Nice. Just a little bit, maybe. Okay. Maybe a little spoilers. bit. I'm sorry, a little bit spoilers. <laughs> a little tiny bit. Um, I mean, not about... Not about everything. Just some little things. 
Um, but just just following following her, her little cult leader man around. A buff slab of man meat. A buff slab of man meat. It was n- after season six. It was so good to have a season where it's like my entire plot is I like you, and I'm nice. You are my special interest, and I will heal people. Indeed, I will heal people, and I, and I mean. Vindras ends up as more than that, but it was nice to have that being my whole setup, is I have no big, dark backstory here. Mm-hmm. I'll go see the world and help people, and I like that buff boy. Who doesn't these days? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about everything I listen to. Uh, the only other thing I listen to is I listen to a new piece of music. Uh, let me find it. Mm. Uh, Try This at Home, Acoustic, by Frank Turner. Really nice empowering track about not feeling like you need to be perfect to create things. Uh, particularly talking about music like punk that has something to say doesn't need to be technically good. You don't have to have a spotlight and a stage to make things worth making. Make make shit and it doesn't have to be perfect and just put yourself into it. Don't let people tell you that there is a quality level you have to be before you can make music and that's a cool thing you can do. Mm-hmm. This is a nice track. It's good and empowering energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's everything I've listened to this week. Well then, <gasps> time for this. The world is in danger. Our planet is heating up, and so we need to look to renewable energy sources. With this in mind, we've built a very special power station that will fueling up with self-important nerd boy rage. Here we see a room full of Marvel fans. As you can see, their anger is keeping this turbine turning and generating a whopping 69 gigawatts per day, which I think you'll agree is pretty nice. Let's fire them up, shall we? Hey guys, I hear they're making the next Marvel show on Disney+, Plus, and it'll feature an all-woman cast. <laughs> Rest well. <laughs> yes, my claws shall scrape down your back. <laughs> I shall I shall start by pulling on your hair and wrapping my hands around your throat. <laughs> yes. Yes, sleep well as you think. Think of how I will will choke you and and mm-hmm. torture you. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Rest well. Uh-huh. I suppose while I I torture you and yes, use all my weapons of Im- my weapons uh-huh. of pain and mm-hmm. and, yeah. and unpleasantness. Uh-huh. Uh, in, oh, uh, you keep telling me. Mm-hmm. Uh, flog this oh. skin off your back. Oh, well, yeah. And whip you oh. with, a, with a riding <laughs> crop. Ooh, and then I'm going to eat you. <laughs> oh, well, I hadn't thought about war, but... Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, what's happening here? I mean, I don't know who you are or what you're trying to do. I'm the demon under the bed. De- oh, demon under the bed, yes. okay. I have come to choke you and claw you and flog you and... Uh, mm, have you? <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I mean, yes, please. Um, I'm sorry, what? Yes, please. 
You said you said choking and the uh, the the with the writing crop and the yes, blogging. Yes, yeah. yes, blogging. I have a selection of vloggers. Mm, yeah, mm, yes, please. Bitey ones and heavy fatty ones. Oh, mm, are you gonna alternate between the two of them? Tearing oh. your skin off, yes. Oh no, uh, please. Please, please, please. It's it's really hard to find someone to torment these days. But I, since I, since you seem to be available for torment, I shall vlog you and eat you and live you and you. I'm just glad you didn't bring taxes. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You, uh, you been up to much? Oh, you know, paid a bit of attention to the blooming Labour conference, uh, Labour yeah. Party conference in the UK. Yeah. Absolute mess of centrist nonsense. Centrist nonsense, and from what I understand, you know, uh, upsetting a lot. Well, they seem to be forcing all of the left out of the party. Oh, indeed, 100%. Um, you know, a lot of people who have good moral standing in the party going like, I'm fucking getting out, I do not want to stand behind a party that is like, you know, n- not having any kind of progressive uh, left-leaning policies in the slightest anymore. It's, uh, to put it simply... Labour is not a left-wing party. I think I think it's yeah. not necessarily unfair to say. I don't feel like we have a properly left-wing party in this country. I mean anymore. that that is a thing, and I think that is a thing that like if we're ever going to have left-wing politics, we need an actual proper left-wing party that people who lean left politically can get excited about. Because yeah, no one left-leaning is getting excited for Labour right now. Yeah, and then, you know, Green Party is being constantly you know finding out those you know turfs to the here and there. Yeah. I, there was a fucking post I saw today that was uh, a, a Labour MP doing a, a, a pose with a police officer, doing a very happy smiley face, simply cap- uh, simply tweeted, uh, Labour, friends with police. And I'm oh, like, that's the kind of shit that is not going to, like, that's mm, a, you are not just, going to have any kind of energy behind your party. Out from of left. touch, yes. Yeah, I, I don't know who you think is going to be voting for you because... People who who love right wing policies are not going to vote for right wing light. No, and people who vote who are left leaning are going to be incredibly begrudging about any attempt to vote for you. Yeah, it's it's deeply concerning. Uh, my only hope really is that you know Labour has lost a, a lot of uh, you know the the the, the properly. Uh, left wing politicians. My only hope is that perhaps they can you know yeah. form their own political party and, and maybe the unions would get more behind them because from what I can tell the the unions are getting up, upset with Labour especially since they're trying to you know stop uh, voting for party leadership there or yeah. they're, they're, they're basically trying to sort of make sure that uh, the unions have no con- you know not even really any any vote on that really or have yeah. considered less power to, to influence like- that Literally, all I would need to get even to start getting excited about a political party, and I don't think I'm alone in this in the UK, is give me a political party that actively stands up and says, trans people's rights are important and we will fight for them. Black lives matter and we are going to, you know, treat disabled people properly, that we are going to help working families and, and, you know, non-working families. Money money into social programmes, money into the hands of people, whether they are working or not. Yep. Um, Universal basic income. That that is a good place to start, you know. Just 
actually dealing with homelessness. Exactly. Things that are not like radical, never proposed before ideas. Just put put those ideas on a ticket and go, hey, we're going to, we want to do those. Yeah. Actually put some investment into the north of of the country. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Not make really petulant, well, you can't because we said so. Uh, remarks towards Scotland. Yeah, uh, a, a fight to make an effort to just start, you know, unprivatizing the NHS, getting the NHS back to being a, na- a proper national and the rail service. and all our power. Yeah, basically all of the utility shit. Yeah, uh, just I just want a, a even vaguely left leaning party at this point. Just yeah, just one. One that, nice. does, just one, one that doesn't disappoint me every other week with, you know, yeah. oh, this person's running for leadership and they, you know, they're a massive turf. Yeah. Uh, That's a hug. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Wow. Good luck, mate. Good luck. Good luck. Right, I think uh, I think I'll have a bit of a sit down, mate. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds nice, good. Nice. So, Laura, <gasps> me. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Uh, Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere on the internet. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. Uh, that's the one that pays the bills. Uh, TikTok. Uh, there's books. There's uncomfortable labels, things I learned about Mario's butt, gender euphoria. Those are all good. They're old news. We've got a book together. <gasps> a what? Yeah, we've spent months and months making a book together. A book together? Yeah. Who would have seen that coming? Who would have seen that coming? It's called Who Hunts the Whale? And it, it tells the story of um some terrible boardroom executives who work at Supremacy Software. Yeah. Yeah. We've heard of Supremacy Software. Yeah, they had a they had a rebrand very, very recently. Yeah, because we were told by our legal team we couldn't call it that. I I uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Here's the thing. We probably could have could have called it that. They didn't want to take a chance on calling it that. That's UK fair. libel law is incredible. Yeah, the UK libel law is like, hey, doesn't matter if you legally can do something, you can get sued into oblivion regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so Supremacy Software mm-hmm. is the game developer this book's about if you're wondering why a certain rebrand happened. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's because of all the bad publicity. Oh, all the bad publicity, the yeah. Um, I mean, you know, that can be canon in the off-air backstory <laughs> to the book, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we're making a book together. We're making a book together. Yeah, it's do you available like... unbound.com slash book slash whale, W-H-A-L-E. Yeah, do you, do you like that bit where we, we we talk about video games as terrible executives? What if so, uh, that uh, book sort what, of? What, what if somebody was observing that live as it happened? Yeah, and, 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 and going, oh God, what the hell's happening? Yeah, and then having to wander around the office and, and explain to other members of the team what had just been said. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's up for pre-order now. Um, there's a bunch of cool reward tiers you can yeah. get. Uh, you can get a swag pack of uh, Supremacy you, you Software get, merch. Yeah, you can get a big bag of tat. Which yeah, is... you, you could get the bag of tat you'd get at the convention when you visit the Supremacy Software booth. Yeah, I... we very specifically picked the items to go in that bag yes, as well. Yes, the things that you would get handed at a corporate <laughs> event. Uh, you can uh, get a Skype a... call with us. A badge, um, a mug, a... Yeah. T-shirt. I, uh, I believe there's a tote bag. There is a tote bag. Yeah. Yep. Um. You can get a signed book. You can get prints. an ebook. There's prints. There's you a can bunch. Call us on Skype. Yeah. There's a bunch of cool stuff you can do. Oh. Um. 
But yeah, that, that it's called Who Hunts the Whale? It's on Unbound. Go order a copy if you want to support the stuff we do, because we, we've we been working real hard on this. Yeah. This it's... has been taking up all of our weeks for a while. This is why I haven't made any music recently. Yeah. Isn't time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, other than that, uh, podcast, Pixel Squirt, it's about video game porn. Um, Podquisition, are your favourite video games great or perfect? You find out. Dice Funk, Dungeons and Dragons, we play it. Uh, I'd do a podcast with you that isn't this one as well. Yeah, heck, that'll be uh, Polyamory, it's a D&D 5th edition real play podcast with questionable morals. I'm working on it, but I'm also writing a book, just so you know, and, and a bunch of other stuff. Um... Yeah, uh, that's available on my SoundCloud. We also have another SoundCloud entirely for music under the name Bedroom Programmer. Uh, the reason I don't have uh, nice connected media like Laura is because my name was taken in several places or Stone Monkey Radio, which I want to use everywhere, is too long for some sites. So apologies for that. We've got a Facebook group. We've got a Discord. I've uh, got a Redbubble where you can get T-shirts um, we got uh, StoneMonkeyRadio.blog where I sometimes write about board games when I have time. Yeah. Um, we've got a YouTube. I'm on Twitter as Maniac Janiac. I Twitch stream on Thursdays about 19.30 UK hours. If you are a $10 or up Patreon on um, patreon.com slash StoneMonkeyRadio, uh, you will be hearing this ahead of time. I'm going to probably stream some Suburbia with my brand new fancy setup. Hell yeah! Heck yeah. Uh, or if not, if you if you missed that, then there is the VOD. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah, basically just help me justify a 76-hour work week uh, with uh, over at patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. Uh, Laura, <gasps> sing us out, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Goodness, right. I need to go read a, a Twitter post I saw about something about leopards eating faces. Ooh. Well, I'm off to Substack for a bit. Ooh, enjoy. What? <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> 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 that sigh of, oh, too real.